Welcome back everyone to another episode of Paradisos where if you change your thoughts you can change the world that is right that is right my name is dennis for those of you who don't know who are just joining us for the first time and yes today is thursday which means we are back with another trading thursday and i am mostly excited because today is our first female trader from trading experts and hopefully not our last please everyone welcome gina theodore <laughs> all right all right so let's dive right in so what was what first drew you to trading so first drew me to trading was my brother he's the biggest counterpart there we were my dad passed away in 2013 and we were cleaning out some old like boxes of paper he had so much paperwork and we were found all these old brokerage statements like and I always remember in the back of my head this old family story about how like my dad could have been a millionaire mm -hmm. at one point. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're going through these old bank statements and we're like seeing like a million dollar statements, like two million dollar statements. And at one point, I think the highest one we found was a two point six million dollar brokerage statement. And we were like, and it was penny stocks, of course. And we're like, oh, my God, like this is crazy. And I remember my brother being so more, he's like, I, I want to get into this. I think this is cool. Like, so he um, was like, I, you know, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. And I kind of was like, yeah, you know, that that's cool. But I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. Right. And we kind of went our separate ways. And I'm sure he, I remember him being involved in trading before he found trading mm -hmm. experts. And he would show me how he was trading. He was trading a lot of cheap names. I remember it being like, I, I don't, I don't know off the top mm -hmm, of my head. Mm -hmm. He was trading like cheaper things. And then he found trading experts on a Christmas vacation. I remember him being like glued to his computer and he was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. Like Gina, you should download Robinhood. Like, this is awesome. He's showing me charts, like talking about support and resistance. And I'm like, all right, you know, like this is pretty cool. Like I do have an inheritance money with a financial advisor. Like I probably should learn about this, but I never got really involved until he sent me over one of their first manuals. And I like, I read it in an hour or two and I got super into it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a blank sponge or like an, whatever. I absorbed the material mm -hmm. right away. Because I never did finance or anything in high school or mm -hmm. college. So I have like no previous knowledge whatsoever about trading. So that's how I did. I just started reading the manuals, but mostly from my brother and like some inspiration from my dad. So. So did it ever feel overwhelming with all the information that trading experts offered? Actually, no, I was a big science and math person and I'm like very like cut and dry, black and white, two and two together. And I feel like the information they provide it's like it's right there and that's what makes sense and like i said i didn't have any counter knowledge that i'd learned previously that would counteract what they were showing me right. so i'm like this so much sense right. five 
and reward, support and resistance. It goes, if it looks like this, it goes down. If it looks like that, it goes up type of thing. So I didn't, you know, like it just made sense to me. It was like just absorbing the information. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just, that's awesome no no because i mean and and i feel like that in in not only in trading but i feel that that's so important you know the aspect of being a sponge being so open-minded when learning a new skill because it helps you and it just elevates you so much quicker into learning that skill if you just accept everything that is giving to you and then you weigh out whatever works for you right Right. I think it would have been totally different if like I had previously taken a course on like penny stocks or option right. trading and learned a whole different set of rules and had that knowledge to kind of contradict everything that they were telling me. Well, I right. knew this. And so it, it, it really clicked. Like I really got right engaged into it. I really like soaked it right up. I thought it was it was awesome. And I think the way that they broke it down was so um, inviting and like you could you could relate because they would talk about Ben's very good I'm sure you know yeah, at yeah. like really a technical um ex- like example to right. a real life scenario so that's one thing that can really connect you and make it all make sense I guess right right so, so uh what do you find most frustrating in trading or about trading so um it kind of changes over time at first it was so you know you work your way up the programs and you're in this chat with first you're in this chat with 500 people uh you still there i'm sorry it just got got cut off just start again sorry about that Okay. Um, so you're in this so, chat with 500 people. Yeah. So then you're in the alpha members. So you, you kind of forget that just because you're in there doesn't mean other people aren't just recently in there too. Right. You just take everyone's word and you're like, oh my God, there's all these great ideas and you want to just click the buttons and go. Right. So what was very frustrating was to get all these ideas and be like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. And then you buy it and then like it's a loser and you're like, oh, but I thought it was going to be a great idea because, you know, so-and-so said it. So really took at least a year or two for me to be like, just because other people, even our mentors, like some of the mentors like Heaven and and Shake and Ben, just because they, you know, suggest it doesn't mean it's always going to work. So I think it's very frustrating. Like you have so much conviction. You're like, oh, I just want to make money. I just want to do good. And it doesn't always work out. Um, and then another one too is like, I know everyone always talks about this, you know, everyone else bought, let's say Disney today, I'm sure went up like 11 points, you know, everyone gets in on that and you were busy or you were working or you just weren't in the mood and everyone else gets it and you don't. And then I also think, oh, a big one for me is like forgetting my stop loss Mm. or not checking um, for earnings. Yeah. So like a huge thing is like earnings as they say gambling. I think my biggest downfall to this day is not checking when the earnings is coming out. So, you know, it can gap down or gap up. And I can't tell you how many times I was caught and got gap downs just because I didn't check the night before, like the day of to sell it. I mean, I even now have one stock that I'm in right now and I'm a huge bag holder and yeah. I just, 
have the conviction to sell it yet, but if I had just sold it the day before, I wouldn't be in this position. Right. The same thing with stop loss. You're like, oh, I want to give it room. I want to give it room to grow or whatever. And in Morgan Stanley, my brokerage, you got to give it a three day rule. So sometimes I have, I'm like, oh, well, I have to at least wait a three days to sell it. Uh Then two weeks go by. I forgot to put in that stop loss after those days. And then the stock drops. You're like, I should give it more time. And then you can see future you sees in the past. Like, oh, if I had just done that, it's like, didn't know like you wanted to give it space or room to go so i can't tell you how many times i've ended up in like a way bigger loss than i should have because i just didn't put in a stop loss or i didn't check the earnings um beforehand that's very frustrating (laughs) because it's all it's all on you so right right i think that's that's really it i don't know i wrote a couple down a couple of things so i mean and then those sorry to interrupt but uh that and those are like great lessons but like do you have any other like great lessons learned from trading i mean of course those three are are big ones but anything else that you you might have learned on your journey so far so you have to have a lot of um like emotional like like a lot of a lot of um emotional stability like mental strength in yourself even when you've made a big mistake you got to just remind yourself like that it's over and done what happened happened and is what it is I I need to move forward I would say it's tough to learn from it because I can't tell you how many times where I've done something mm-hmm. and I did it again and I did it again and again and it's like you learn from it yes you just don't know how many times it's gonna take for you to, to learn I mean right. I'm sure there's like real life examples of that too but um you learn from it yes but um you have to also not lose yourself in the process too like just because you messed up you can't like self-doubt you just move on and then and just try to wipe not wipe it completely but wipe that emotional attachment to it and then attack the next problem with a fresh clean slate with the knowledge you have so uh, I don't know. No, you're yeah. you're right right on on the money. So, but how how easy it is it to to lose yourself in your yeah. experience? Well, when we're talking about money, like a little bit more background on my story was I had a lot of my inheritance money from my dad with a financial advisor, and after doing some math and some realization, I realized I, I would be making triple, if not quadruple, more if I had just thrown all my money in the S and P five hundred. I mean, I was making like pennies compared to my account size. So I decided to take my entire inheritance, my entire retirement into my own hands. So not only are we talking about making mistakes, but making mistakes with your retire, my retirement, like this is, it's all on me. So it's like a lot on your shoulders. So you have to stay sane because it's like, if I don't succeed in this or at least find my my niche and my my edge i i'm screwed this is my retirement we're talking about and you know how easy it is just for you know i have all the knowledge there's other people out there that are doing this job and don't have the knowledge i have so i don't want my retirement in their hands either so it's it's a lot of responsibility but absolutely along and just know that if you tell yourself you'll be successful you will and if you put in the hard work you will so Man, that deserves a clap right there. My goodness. She's a philosopher. We got a philosopher on our hands. 
<laughs> so what are some of the things you're still working on as a trader? Oh, man. So I I'm like a plumber who doesn't do their own plumbing. I know I can spit you everything you should do, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. My thing is I need to work on really working towards what I preach, you know, leading, you know, doing what you know is right. So I, I really want to work on reading more you know I know that's a huge thing is reading I mean I can't tell you just in my life too like uh, other things that interest me I've drawn towards more reading than I have just you know googling it or like watching a documentary or whatever I've I've really leaned towards reading so with the stock thing I'm like I really want to start picking a book and setting a goal to read that book and and really tackling it every day not just like I didn't read all week. I'm going to have to read for like three hours this weekend. Yeah. Like sticking to like five or 10 pages a day. And I don't know. Yeah. Just like the self-improvement, being able to like take, take things into my own, you know, being responsible for my own mistakes. And then another thing that I know you're supposed to do, but I don't do is log my trades or journal mm. my trades. I, I tried and I'll like, I'll do it for like a week and I'll be so good. And then I just, it all, it all goes. It just takes door. one day to be completely like off. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> it's like going to the gym. You go to the gym yeah. for like two weeks straight and then you don't, and then you don't go for like three months. <laughs> I just, I, I yeah. know I should journal and I know I should do all these things, but I, I'm still, it's still a little bit of a struggle for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a newbie and I'm, it's funny cause I know what I should do, but I just, just I don't, don't. do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm here to admit, and I think like I don't, I don't exceed or you know succeed as much as I do is because I don't do those things. So, hey, I, at all, least at least you have the acknowledgement and the understanding that you know those yeah. are just little things that you just need to work yeah. on. Yeah, as, as all yeah. of us, you know. So, I, go ahead. Sorry, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. I was gonna say like it. A big thing too is you don't have to like set yourself up for like two, three hours a day of these of these routine things mm -hmm. like even just 10 to 10 minutes to 30 minutes a day it doesn't take much it's just being consistent sticking with it yeah consistent so, so so how has your trading evolved since your first since you first started with uh trading experts until now okay so i did like a huge i don't know 180 i guess you would say mm -hmm. so i first started out with um, a Robinhood account, which I put in like a hundred bucks or 500 bucks. And I would buy little positions that were worth like maybe five or $20. And I totally blew up my account. And this is with trading experts. I like lost like probably over a thousand dollars. I lost all my confidence. I was like, I, I closed out every position. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then once How I How long realized, into the program? How long into the program? Probably like a, a chunk of time, like at least six to nine months. Wow. I, yeah, I just totally blew up my account. And I, like I said, I wasn't like calculating it out right. Cause you know, when you bought, get into a position, you're supposed to calculate out like a five to one reward. You're supposed to have like, this is, I buy the stock at 20 bucks. I sell it at 18 and I sell it at, or, or I sell it at, you know, higher prices. Right. And I just wouldn't stick with that. Days would go by, whatever. I wasn't as adamant about it and I wasn't regimented. So I totally blew up my account. And then when I made the decision to switch over my inheritance money to 
into my own hands. I went from like a 500 thousand. I remember I kept every time I wanted to buy something, I would just put more of my own money in. So I remember going from like maybe 500 to like maybe $4,000 in the account by the time I closed it out to a $90,000 account. So I know. So when I got the $90,000 account, I went in like basically with not great results so far. I'm like, I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to start fresh. I ended up losing more money. And I just, I would, there's in the program, there's like a textbook, you know, how, how you should go about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is that you should never put all, all your eggs in a basket. Right. You should have about a fifth or a sixth or anywhere from, you know, just a little piece of the pie in right, each right. position. So let's just say it's about, uh, you have a hundred dollar account and you're never supposed to put one more than one fifth in each position. It's about 20 bucks in an $80,000 account. Let's say you're even just doing all tenths. That's $8,000 in one position. So I just didn't have the stomach to be like, I can't put $8,000 all in one thing and like have a risk reward of losing like $400. I couldn't stomach that. So I would do something like kind of in between, mm-hmm. but there was pretty solid chunk sizes of positions, like $4,000 or so. And so I was taking these losses and just not, my gains weren't as much as my loss. I kind of evened out. So the first year I took like a pretty big loss, not like crazy, like mm-hmm. I think maybe no more than like $1,000, which okay. is, you know, from all the stories I heard, $1,000 is not that yeah. bad. <laughs> then the second year I kind of like lost a little or kind of broke even. Mm-hmm. So then one day I remember saying like to my, I think I lost a lot of just confidence or whatever in myself. And I just, I, um, I, I was like, something's not working. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember reaching out to one of the mentors being like, something's not working. Like this is not, it's not working. Like I'm not doing good. I'm probably about a year in now. And then I, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I want to be in this, right? Like I want to do this. I really want to succeed but I can't stomach losing a lot of money. I'm not very good, clearly, because my my track record is not yeah. great. I am not good, so what can I do? I was like, I'm gonna keep doing it, but I'm gonna trade like a baby. I, I, so even with my $80,000, $90,000 account, mm-hmm. I was trading like five or 10 shares or 15 shares of, of stocks. So that's yeah. like maybe a $500 position. Okay. Or just buy 10 shares right. of something. Right. And then like if I lost like maybe 25, 50 bucks, I would get out, you know, some small increments. And then if I was doing good, I'd sell like one share and then I'd sell one share. I'm like, this is actually going pretty good. I had a lot more patience with stuff too. Like if um, the stock is, you know, not looking good or I'm like starting to lose, I'm like, I'm just going to give it time. Worst comes to worst, it would never, like, even if it was down like 10%, it would never be more than like 20, 30 right, bucks. Right, right. I, you can stomach. So I gave myself a lot more patience and a lot more time to let things work. And then finally, and sure enough, they usually do come around. They usually do end up, you know, sometimes you get shaken out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard that. Right. Like, those times people got shaken out, like in the chat, I'd still be in. I'd hold it and I'd be like, oh, I hope I'm making the right choice. And sure enough, it would turn around, the thing would go up and I'd, you know, take the profits. And 
I think I started out, I made my first like thousand dollars. So I'm like, all right, I'm like totally in the profit right now. Like I'm doing really good. I'm going to bump it up. So I went from buying like 10 or 15 shares to like 20 or 25, right. 25. So that's how my trading has progressed. I started baby steps and I have like literally worked my way up. I'm two years in the program now and I feel confident my the biggest struggle so far is like learning the markets, but as it has evolved, I'm still only trading like 20, 25 shares. Like I haven't made the mental step to go bigger. Right, right. So I, I trade with this mentality like I have maybe a four or $5,000 account and I don't trade all my money. It's just because it's what I can stomach and what right. I can handle. So, do, so. You, do you, are have you set yourself have you set a goal for yourself that when you reach that goal, then you'll progress higher? Yeah. So I, I wanted to be able to go through choppy waters, like not do so hot and feel conviction. Like it was just a bad month or whatever. I'm kind of actually going through that right now where I'm not actually doing that great in my trade. I'm not doing horrible and I'm not like losing, but I'm not in a great spot. And Right now, they say like we're on a bull run or we're just about hitting a bull run. So this is when you should be thriving the most and I'm not doing great. So I'm like, okay, I got to take a step back. I need to reevaluate what's going on because I was doing very good and now I'm not. So I did set a goal for myself. I set a goal to make $10,000 in profit by the end of this year. I'm at $9,000. So I'm like super excited for about a month left. Ooh. <laughs> super pumped. I got about a month left to make a thousand dollars. Might happen. Might easy not. money. Easy money. I know. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, like the time is now. Like it's really like the pressure's on. Right. So I, I actually doing this and whatever. I've gotten more engaged into, into figuring out like my ins and outs and where are my weaknesses and stuff so I'm, I'm pretty pumped I think maybe if I can reach my goal I my goal for next year is obviously $15,000 so I'm gonna have to bump up right, these right. position sizes so it's kind of like do I want to reach this goal if I want to reach this goal I gotta you know work hard play hard so that that's how I feel nice. about that so would you say your your style that you've learned or that you've created for yourself is sort of like slow and steady wins the race yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I, I get kind of like, I guess you would say butthurt when I don't, <laughs> when I don't, um, let's say I'm trading like Apple, for example, oh. and I get sticking out, like, I don't want to buy it again. Like you burnt me. I'm done with you. <laughs> don't talk later. to me like, ever I, again. Yeah. Block it. You know, so I, I get, I don't like feeling that way. Cause I'll be like, Nope, done. Like over with, I, I don't know why I, I got to work on that, I guess too. But I will, I like to leave a lot of room. So I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, enter a trade, get stopped out, enter a trade, get stopped out and then enter a trade. And then finally it goes like, I'd rather just hold it through all those motions. Cause at first when I learned about trading, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, you just got to always put your money where the money's being made. And that is like, so not the case. You cannot make money all the time. Right. Like always just be in the right tr- names. Right. So I like to hold and give things a little bit more room to, to go because eventually you catch the trade or catch that. Uh, I don't know. when. It, uh, yeah. The movement. Thank you. Like, well, you <laughs> catch the movement when 
you weren't even expecting it. You're like, oh my God, that finally went sweet. Wow. I'm like, 10% profit. I'm going to take some off. And I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't just say like, see it, you know, see ya or like get rid of it just because right. I felt like it wasn't working out. Right. So, and, and that's, yeah. that's a, that's a, uh, a testament to how important holding your winners are. And that's what trading experts emphasizes a lot. It's just holding yeah. your winners and not a lot of uh, uh, people, including men in, in this industry, like to really hold their winners unless you've been 50 40, 50 years in the market and know exactly what to do and how to do it. But for someone at such a young age to be able to understand that holding it, it's it's going to come around. It, it's just such a great testament to what yeah. trading experts is teaching. So I want to move into uh, Beyond Meat. For those people who don't know what Beyond <laughs> Meat is, it is a Los Angeles based uh, pro, pro producer of plant-based meat substitutes founded in 2009 by Ethan Brown. And it is currently trading at 79.02, up about 1% at the end of the day uh, for today. So how did you make 200% in profits in Beyond Meat, becoming one of the best returns as an Alpha Chat member this year? So I'm vegan. So I'm very like pro that. I'm so excited. So going back to what you're saying about like buying something 50 years ago and Mm -hmm. just being patient, I was like, I told my brother, I was like, I'm buying this. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) I'm buying it and I'm holding it for the rest of my life just because I wanted to, I had conviction about it. I, I know how the vegan lifestyle is growing. I have done a lot of research. I'm actually like semi trying to get my nutrition degree. I'm reading a lot about it. And I follow a lot of plant-based like news outlets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know how this is trending. And I, I have a lot of conviction, a lot of confidence that whether it goes now or later, right chart. And I was like, I'm holding it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly say I didn't expect it to go up as much as it did. But I think with the whole Whopper thing and the impossible and all that, like, all that news, I think, drove it up. So yeah, I think I bought it around forty-two dollars or something like that, forty-four dollars, and I held it to like it was like two hundred bucks or something like that. So yeah, it's a quick, quick two hundred percent, no big deal. No big actually, deal. It's whatever. I, I mean, I'm gonna say it was like vegan power, but you know, it's just me. But yeah. <laughs> It was, it was definitely very, it was very nice to happen. I'm so glad to like, I, I couldn't be more like blessed or grateful that I just happened to hit the mark on that one. So right. yeah, I mean, it. I, I can honestly say it, it honestly just happens. Like I just had this gut feeling and that's a big thing about right. trades. Like right. your gut, going with your gut is like the, I think the number one thing people like so desperately seek answers from other people and it's like they're going to give you knowledge but at the end of the day it's your gut it's you pressing the buttons and that was that i was like i'm doing it and no ain't nobody stopping me if i lose i don't i i don't so that's how that happened and it's and it's amazing to to see that again like i mentioned before at such an in such a young age and while you were telling me that story i kept thinking of warren buffett because he he became so successful in trading and investing because he was so passionate about what he was investing in and he you know cared about 
deeply in what he was investing. That's why he holds over 15, 20 percent in Coca-Cola because he believed in them. You know, that's why he holds so much shares in Apple, because he he truly appreciated the, the company as a brand. And that's again, it's just a testament to, you know, if, if you're passionate and you care about a company and you, you believe, like you said, in your gut that it's going to it's going to be successful no matter what, then. You know, you got to you got to stick with your intuition. So how were you able to make thousands of dollars this year tax free? I I feel like that's a very important question that people would love to hear because it's like I feel like that's one of the issues that people may have coming into the market. It's like, oh, now I got to pay all these taxes. What if I make a bunch of money and now I have to pay all the taxes? So how are you able to make thousands of dollars tax free, my tax free people tax free? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that, like you said, evolving. Another big thing is just like acquiring all this knowledge mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have known unless someone, unless it was given to you or you went out digging for it. But how right. do you know what to dig for if you don't know which direction to go? Right. That's one thing that's like amazing about trading experts. They literally give you the base, like the core. You need to know this. Forget everything else. Forget the noise. This is what you need to know. And Ben is incredible he so he taught me about there's different types of accounts i actually have three so i have a taxable account and then there's ira so you have your you know your roth ira or your traditional i have a roth actually i have both i have a roth that i contribute to every year six thousand dollars and then i have the ira that i inherited from my dad so it's a called a bean ira mm-hmm. so beneficiary so all that money that i made trading was with the money there so uh, yeah it's tax free i get it when i'm 59 and a half so it's fun to trade it's fun to trade with that cuz i'm like i got 59 years to figure it out but when i do it's yeah it's all tax free when you have the ira you get and i'm pretty sure you get a first time home buyers allowance too so you'd be yeah. able to get all things tax-free when you buy a house for the first time so yeah that's the, all like that, the fha loan like ten thousand dollars for the first time high but something like that so all that money because i traded with my ira right. instead of trading taxable so yeah it's all tax-free i i got 10 grand in the bank right now i'm just waiting for me so yeah. <laughs> all right so just to wrap things up a bit right so how does it feel to be in a field that is uh uh particularly male dominated you know i <laughs> i it really doesn't phase me much i actually i i have to be honest with you all my friends growing up are all guys i think i mesh well with that type of environment i like the no no bull like, drama no side eye no attitude i think everyone keeps it very i i think it's just a male mentality like Let's keep it straight. Let's keep it light. Let's keep it to the point. Right. And I like that. I don't like all the extra. I don't know. There's no drama. I can tell you that much. You know, someone yeah. mentions politics. They shut it down real quick. So that's nice. However, I do think it would be cool to have more girls. But in a mostly male, I think everyone's very like, um, what's it called? They have great manners. Like everyone's very gentlemanly. Everyone's been very nice. I can reach out to anyone. And I almost feel like a little sister. Like there's Lisa, who's another big primary girl in the group. I think Bella too. And they kind of treat us like, like sisters, if anything, feels like being part of a family more. So like this male dominance, like they're trying to impress us. It's more of like, 
we all take each other under each other's wings and it feels like a family. That's for sure. That's beautiful. So well, yeah. uh, what do you encourage for others, for those newbies and those people who are just coming into the markets? What do you encourage for them? So like any other person to read, like to do your research and read, find your, find what clicks in your head and, and just read and just read, read and, and learn as much as possible. Go talk to people, go get advice. Like do not just think, I, I was actually listening to a podcast that someone else put in a group yesterday and they were like, just because you work out at home every single day doesn't mean you can just join the Olympics tomorrow or just because you love playing chess at home doesn't mean you can enter a chess competition tomorrow. You need to seek better ways. You have to always improve and you need to seek help and like learn from others. And it's like the most important thing is to get a big mentor attitude. Like I need, I can't do this all on my own. So I always tell people to read as much as you possibly can, find what works for you. And then from there on seeking out someone to really help guide you through the ropes. I mean, you don't just get in a car and drive, right? right. You have to, you have to learn. So that's a huge, huge thing for me. And, and, and another thing too, cause there's so many trading groups out mm-hmm. in the world and all this information, find someone who's credible too. like, don't just, ask the average schmo down the street, like find someone who can really show you like, Hey, I did this and I, you know, I, I found success in this. I think you would someone who has a lot of conviction too. like, don't let them sound like a pyramid scheme because there's a lot out there. Um, and then another thing is too, is like, for me, like with my experience with, um, my financial advisor, like, don't always think like, don't be ignorant. Don't be blind to what right, what's right in front of and you. Close minded. Yeah. Close minded. Always have an open book, always be able to hear another side of things. But also if it sounds good, too good, too good to be true. It probably is like the fact that there's financial advisors out there that just sell mutual funds. Like, do you really think that they have what your best interest in mind? Like right. they have a job, they're doing this job and they're managing your money. Do they honestly have your needs over theirs? I mean, it just right. doesn't add up. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people could benefit from having a hobby. And if fine, if this is something that to me is so cut and dry and easy to understand, I don't see why more people can't manage their own retirement and trade like as if they play, you know, men's league soccer on Saturday or like, you know what I mean? Or like to, I think I really honestly believe anyone can do it. Absolutely. At any age, by the way, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, as you know, in our group, we have 14, 15, 16 year olds. Then we got like six year olds. And some of the 16 year olds do way better than me than other people and vice versa. So yeah, I, I, I just, I always encourage people to find someone who's credible that you can really trust and to always, you know, be aware, be very aware, like just in, in life in general too. just be aware of, you know, always have a little bit of doubt and skepticism in the back of your mind because it's just, it, you know, your life is on you. And, and I think, especially when it comes to money, I mean, we all know money is a very t- <laughs> touchy subject. Yep, so. Yep. It is another thing. So if you want to do it, like you have your best interest in mind. So I think it's always best to, you know, 
be able to have it in control. So one last question before I I, I let you go. And I want to start incorporating this last question to all of my uh, trading experts, uh, alpha members. Why trading experts for everyone listening out there? Uh, 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 I'm sorry, can you just start again? It it got caught up. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, as for me, it's the biggest support group I've ever found in life in general. I can't, I cannot say one other aspect of my life that's been more supportive, more knowledgeable, and that I have gained more um, wholesomeness in in any aspect. Even my coworkers at work. I mean, I hope they don't hear this, but like, <laughs> I find more support and and um, encouragement in my life from this group and. Like I said, money is kind of like this taboo thing, like mm-hmm. the, the the divine and all that stuff. And to be in control and have this potential to really su- succeed in life, like really in the palm of your hands and right. you can do it, it is incredible. And I think that they provide the core values that you could ever need. And they really open your eyes to how the world works. And I just have learned. So I... I I am so grateful for all the knowledge I've learned from them. If if it doesn't work out, if I'm not a trader, I am so grateful for the two years that I had just learning and experiencing life with trading experts. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> amazing. So, amazing. Yeah. Gina, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your life to come on to the Paradiso's podcast and talking with me i really appreciate it and hopefully we can have uh, more sit downs and more chats and maybe we can have a whole bunch of alpha members speaking at once so again thank you so much thank you thank you for having me that was fun of course of course so guys thank you out there for listening don't forget to check out our website www.paradisos.world our instagram paradisos podcast And our Twitter, Paradisos101. Until next time, my beautiful people. Good night. God bless you all.